This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. And this is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am. Stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. And I'm wondering what it is I should do. Hey, Dick, I'm trying to lower your phone. His phone is going off. Okay. Oh, listen, one thing. I want to thank Kevin and Dan at the studio for setting us up uh, all morning. I, I busted yeah, their... Salt Lake City. And uh, they... We're in Salt Lake City, and through the magic of Kevin... We were able to uh, set up, and Doug, we and were Dan, able to set up an alternative Thank you studio. so much, yeah. guys. And Juan, too, the tech guy here in the hotel. Anyone else? <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's do a show. Um, I spoke with Trump yesterday, and I told him that I felt that there's a new dimension in his polling that I haven't seen before. People admire his character. They used to admire his accomplishments, his positions on issues, uh, but now they flat out admire his character, and it's the indictments that have done that. They get, they've given him a sense, they've given people a sense of his courage, his strength, his resolution, and his unflappability. And uh, these these characteristics are very hard to get people to believe unless they actually see it themselves, which they are now through the crises generated by these horrible, ridiculous, outrageous indictments. So the silver lining of the cloud is that Trump now not only is a character, which he's always been, but that he is seen as having character, and that's that's relatively new. Um, it, in fact, it makes him the leader. Oh, he's a character, all right. <laughs> leader of the pack. Leader of the pack. Leader of the pack. Yeah, he definitely is the leader of the pack. And by that, I don't mean the political action committee. <laughs> I mean the, the pack of conservatives. And, uh, and he's really showing this courage, this kind of aggressiveness, and, uh, and, and this ability to stand up in the face of unbelievable trials and tribulations. Uh, in fact, in the polling, more and more people are saying that he is the undoubtedly going to be the Republican candidate, and I'm supporting him because we need to elect the Republican, and I, we can't be divisive, we can't pay attention to all these candidates at 2 and 3% who don't mean anything, uh, that Trump is the guy who we need to really rally behind. It's a, it's, it's a very positive thing, and it's something that, that uh, he was very surprised about. He, he's, he said, really, you think so? And I said, yeah, when I poll stuff, I used to ask people, do you like Trump or do you just agree, or do you agree with everything he's saying or do you appreciate his issue positions? Now there's a new category coming in. 
people who say I admire the guy, and I I really take my hat off to him, and uh, so it, it's it's incredible. As the government tries to take his head off, we take our hats off. <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> yeah. nicely said. Um, but it's it's a very positive development. It's something that that is significant. So, for example, in Iowa. DeSantis sprung a neat trap on Trump. He decided what he'd do is to back the ultimate extreme position on abortion, saying that he would not support any abortion unless it was within the first six weeks of pregnancy. And by that time, many women don't even know that they're pregnant, or they just learned it, and it requires them to make this fundamental lifestyle decision that will affect them for the rest of their lives uh, in five minutes. Uh, it, it, it cramps their ability to ponder and to consider this of, decision of great moment. And, uh, and, but when I tested this in polling, you know, I said, do you support or oppose this? Do you agree or do you disagree? But then there was another category. Do you trust Trump to make these decisions? Do you trust Trump to come out on the right side of this? Is his record of being pro-life by appointing the three judges to the court that have changed America completely on this debate, is that enough for you to really believe that this guy can be trusted with this and that he's going to be able to to make these decisions and make them well? So that's new, and uh, it's it's a very important thing in, his, in the development of Trump's image and, and his career. Um, so this is the Dick Morris Show, sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. Uh, it's very interesting that he's going to uh, sit out the debate, the second debate, but instead of just being on the sidelines, he's going to actually go to uh, Detroit and partic- and meet with the UAW workers. Uh, and the reason he's doing that is that it highlights that this strike is caused by the policies of the Biden administration. Uh, The union tries to say it's caused by the failure of the management to give us our just due in increases. But it's really not. What it's due to is Biden's insistence on EVs, electric cars. And he's basically putting the car industry out of business. Uh, Many states, including California, have passed laws saying that by 2030 they can't be any internal combustion engines. And, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, and we all have to have EVs. Um, EVs cause ED. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> internal combustion. That's impossible. Right. And, uh, and, and the, the fact is that an electric vehicle takes a lot fewer workers to make. It, uh, it's a, basically an automating device. And uh, and they are very expensive, and God knows if you'll ever be able to get a charge in time. And what about mining the all the 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 mineral the stuff yeah, they and need? The stuff that they need for that yeah. uh, comes from a very patriotic force, slave labor in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, where they literally have children as slaves working in the mines that produce this. Uh, this is is a lot like slave labor producing sugar. In the uh, during the slavery days, God, and uh, Trump is really speaking out about that, and he's really making the case that the the green movement, the environmental movement that Biden is totally in hock to and totally enthralled by, 
is causing the working conditions that are going that are leading to the strike. Right. And uh, this is one of the only times that there's been a strike. It's dressed up as management versus labor because the unions are all in Biden's pocket and they don't want to hurt him. But in fact, it's the electric vehicle controversy that's driving it. Uh, the reason that the UAW is on strike is that the Biden administration basically wants to eliminate it, wants to eliminate those jobs, just like they functionally eliminated coal mining jobs. And, um, the, and the workers are not going to put up with it. They're not going to take it. This is the Dick Morris Show with Doug DePiro, and uh, we're sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. Nice. This-, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno, he's your numero uno. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Is the Dick Morris Show presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC? Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, Let's go to uh, Alan in, in Andrew and Stanhope. Andrew and Stanhope. Stanhope. Sorry, yeah. Hi, hi, Andrew. Quick, How are you um, doing? Quickly on the strike, Biden when he says unions built the middle class, that's not true because. If those workers right now were not in the union, they would still be in the middle class. Teachers that are at private schools are in the middle class. So unions helped build, but it wasn't exclusive. And I want to say for Trump, when he runs, when he hits the campaign trail, go into the African-American inner cities like Newark, Chicago, Detroit, and he'll get a huge, huge welcome and run on his record. Like you always said, now he has a comparison to what he did versus Biden, the crime bill, he reformed right. sentencing, the platinum plan, and he could say how Obama made facial expressions and gave speeches, but he didn't reform the prison laws. He said it yeah. was element of it was racist. That's the so true. Not a talker and not a slick politician that gets rich by grift. Yep. Right. Absolutely. So um, when we look at what's going on with the UAW, uh, we are looking at the byproduct of the ongoing Rust Belt industrial decay. 
But that's in the past. What we're really looking at now is the deliberate effort of the Biden administration to sabotage industrial and economic growth and jobs so that it can be subservient to their green agenda, uh, just like uh, the song Allentown says. So help is on the way. Uh, the DeSantis pulled a fast one trying to get Trump uh, tripped up on abortion. Uh, he passed a law in Florida requiring that you uh, have an abortion within six weeks if you're going to have one, and uh, moving the deadline up to a point where it was unacceptable to a great many women. And uh, Trump said that that's a dirt, that's a terrible law. And uh, everybody said, oh, my God, he's just done it. The, he's put his foot in it. The pro-life people are going to take it out on him. He's going to slip. His numbers will go to hell. And he's committed a major blunder. And DeSantis forced him into it by his law requiring six-week uh, abortions. Well, the polls are in now uh, from Iowa and nationally, and they're wrong. Trump was not hurt by that. Uh, in the latest poll in Iowa, Trump is at 49% of the vote, DeSantis at 16, Haley at 8, Scott at 7, and the other, and Ramsey, uh, Ramaswamy at 7, Pence at 4, and so on and so on down. But Trump is beating DeSantis by 3 to 1 in Iowa. And nationally, he's beating DeSantis by 54 to 14, even a larger margin. So, Trump has survived DeSantis's big move, and uh, I don't think that it's going. I don't think he'll be able to do much. I think when you get down to it, oh, Trump. DeSantis, is, you're DeSantis. talking about, yeah. When you get down to it, I think Trump is still the one. Of course, what's dominating Washington is the issue of a potential government shutdown. <clears throat> and the the way the Democrats play this is they first go ahead with outrageous spending that they jam through with party line votes and don't consider any Republicans, don't consider any alternatives. And we all understand that this government spending is the cause of our inflation that we're not getting money when government spends. It's taking money out of our pockets because of inflation. And we're watching this happen. We're watching this unfold. And now McCarthy is trying to stop that uh, by demanding that there be real cuts in the federal spending supported by the Democrats. And he's having trouble getting every single Republican on board for it. He can only afford to lose four votes in the House and still pass his program. Uh, but what's scaring the Republicans off is that the Democrats will say, we're not going to negotiate 
we don't want this budget. Close the government down if you have to. Well, government shutdowns basically affect the Washington, D.C. area. They affect the federal workers who work there. And uh, the newspapers love to run photos of people and stories of people who can't visit national parks <coughs> and and um and and they they do this to hype concern about this and also uh we're sponsored by uh Patriot Gold so this show you know the Dick Morris show and Dick's taking a drink taking it easy right now um it's vodka. and the 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 <laughs> democrats use the specter of government shutdowns and the political harm that flows from it to intimidate the Republicans, intimidate McCarthy, and to try to peel off a few votes of moderate Republicans uh, who uh, who are afraid of taking strong positions on this issue. But the spending has been done, and unless we act, act to curb it, unless we pass the stuff McCarthy is pushing, which set permanent limits on this, and uh, stop and stop the Democrats from these huge increases every year, we're going to be stuck with inflation constantly. And uh, we'll continue to fall victim to this shell game where they, to our faces, give us raises and, uh, in fact, then take away the money from us uh, through inflation. Let's go to Alex in Brooklyn. Hi, Alex. Hey, Dick, thanks for taking the call. I got two questions, short ones, but I first want to comment about this government shutdown, because I think if we have a government shutdown until the end of Joe Biden's presidency, it would probably hurt the economy less than if we allow all the Democrats to just spend unlimited money, which is what they want to do, because that causes more inflation hurts our economy probably more than if we have a long-term government shutdown until Trump or another Republican gets back into the White House. But I want to ask you um, two short questions. Number one, about the jobs. So... It, the jobs are, are at a very a very unemployment is very low now and part of it is is because people came back from covid but you still have a few million more people that that got jobs now that didn't have jobs before covid and it's not second jobs that people are taking and i want to know what is that attributed to it seems like it's uh, something that, that is a positive for Biden. I don't see what he did that would cause that, but I want to know what the cause for that would possibly be. Second question, I think, um, when Trump goes back into office, and I think Republicans now, we need to push for, in order not to have any government shutdown and to have a bill that really helps the American people, we need to keep all disagreements out of, of a budget bill, meaning whatever, you've got, you got to pass the needs of the American people. Let's say when, uh, this is one thing I have a problem with Trump with, the border, the border wall back in when we had your, the government shut down. Your question, Trump your question is, hang, hang on, hang on, let me deal with the first issue first. The unemployment rate is low, but that's because millions of people, tens of millions of people have dropped out of the labor force. Uh, only about 25% of people under the age of, th of uh, 25 are actually in the labor force. Uh, that, that is when they come by and they say, are you looking for a job? They say, no, I'm living in mom's basement. Mom and dad are paying for me, and I'm having a grand old time. I don't want a job. And when you actually look at the number of people who are working compared to the number of people who worked in the past, even with population increases, there is a very large number of unfilled jobs and of people who are not earning a lot of money. 
the problem is that we're coming into the same trap that Japan is in and Germany's in, which is their labor force is getting older and older, and the young people are not working. They're not doing their share of the job. And therefore, you're not getting the, product, the production that you need to sustain the elderly people on, in the benefits that they're being given. And this problem of underemployment, not unemployment, but underemployment, is a, is a huge one and uh, worthy, of, worthy of talking about. When we look at the unemployment situation, we've got to understand, understand that. Let's go to John in Bergen County. Mr. Morris always, Mr. Morris, always a pleasure speaking with you. I just wanted to bring up a quick little comment. I was not a Donald Trump supporter in 2016, but that turned quickly as I saw both parties turn against him. I realized that this guy might be the guy. And as I'm looking at it going through the, through the last couple of years, I've kind of come to see what you've seen and what the polls see. I see Donald Trump as David, and I see the federal government as Goliath, and he's single-handedly taking them on. He's the cause of righteousness, yep. and we really need to be behind this guy. <clears throat> yeah, he really is. And, in fact, you say David and Goliath. I think that the biblical metaphor is appropriate, but I'm more thinking of Christ with a cross. Oh, my God. Uh, this guy is really suffering for us big time and uh, and taking on his own chin all of the sins of the government. and uh, And he's putting up with it. He's carrying us. And uh, he's really proceeding with the reforms and changes that we need. So I think that Donald Trump is is increasingly a role model, and uh, and I'm I'm thrilled to be working with him. Uh, let's go to uh, Al and Yonkers. Hi, Al. Okay, let's go to uh, Sal in Queens. Hi, Sal. Hey, Sal. Hello, Sal in Queens. Hello, oh, yeah. Sal. You there? There he okay, is. Okay, so talk. To talk show. Hello. Yeah, hello. So, what's on your mind? Hey, Dick, he uh, Dick Garino and Doug Garino. Here's the deal. The bottom line is thirteen billion dollars for illegal aliens, and not one cent towards building, establishing, opening a city-run retirement home for American veterans in all of New York City. It's a disgrace. And one other thing, where was where was uh, Biden? Why didn't he visit the family of that little angel, Dominici, who was killed by those animals in the Bronx and comfort them and the family? Right. Where yeah. was the car? Where was Absolutely. Cardinal Nolan? Why didn't he go there and comfort the family? Yep. Good. Good question. Good point. I like your passion. Absolutely. Uh, I think that the uh, I think that it's clear as these incidents take place and as we look at the crime that's building, we look at the illegal immigrants that are increasingly dominating our cities, particularly New York, uh, I think we're seeing the products of Biden's policies. And it's the, it underscores the argument for Trump big time. We'll take a break now, and when we come back, we'll talk about are we living in a police state. But we're sponsored by Patriot Gold. Remember that, Dick. This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle. Hi, welcome to the Dick Morris Show, sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. 
we talked a little bit a minute ago. One of the callers said, well, there are a lot of uh, jobs out there and there are a lot of uh, people working and, uh, and isn't that positive. And I said, the unemployment rate you're looking at is only of people that want to work and how many of them can't get jobs. And large numbers of people, particularly kids, are sitting on the sidelines and not working. The economists measure something called they call the labor, for, labor force participation rate. How many of the people in America are actually getting off their duff and working for a living? Well, it's historically been uh, a, the national rate is about 60%. But among baby boomers and uh, Gen Xs, it was 40 to 45%. And now among teenagers, it crashed to 28%. So only a little more than half as many millennials work as previous generations. Now in their 20s and 30s, they, work, they have the right to work at home or in offices with transgender bathrooms. More recently, there's been a slight uptick in teen work rates among Gen Z teens, but this is a pitifully low rate. Why does it matter? Because almost every study on wages... Uh, shows that the earlier an individual starts to work, the higher their earnings in their career trajectory. The villains in the story aren't the kids. It's their baby boomer parents, you know who you are, who pamper their teens and act as if requiring their sons and daughters to get a job would be a violation of human rights. <laughs> they aren't doing their kids any favors. We should have grew up on my parents. That's right. Oh, my God. Let's go to Sal in Queens. I think we were oh, we South. South. We just had South. Let's go. To, okay, let's go to uh, uh, Norm, Norm in Brooklyn. Hey, Norm. Yeah, hi, Dick. Uh, I was just wondering if you think the Democrats are going to create another pandemic crisis or maybe a climate crisis in order to lock us down to cheat the vote again. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's precisely what they're planning. You know uh, it. They have two takeouts to Biden's crash, two alternatives to Trump's rise. One is to start the COVID crisis again, and the other is to get Trump convicted and hopefully imprisoned. They already started it. They got people wearing masks already. And, the, uh, and, and they're talking and they're reigniting the shots, the clamor for vaccinations and so on. And what we have to realize is a couple of things. First, that the entire push is basically phony. Uh, there may be an uptick, and there probably will be, in deaths of people over 65. And elderly people need to watch their step, need to be careful, and during the pandemic period, need to take the same precautions they do in flu season, exactly. uh, which is to protect themselves and to not expose themselves. But to require the economy to shut down, schools to shut down, of kids, for God's sakes, and uh, and to adopt these kind of incredible measures. Do nothing to stop COVID. In fact, statistically, the states that did it, that did shut down, are no better off than the states that didn't. You know, Dick, last week when I was out and I was sick, and I was listening to the show, he almost called you 10 times. Dick says, oh, he's sick, oh, I, he's got COVID. I was like, the frig COVID. It's a flu. So even if you want to call it COVID, they call it a name. You're supposed to get scared. It was a friggin' flu. Yep. <laughs> that was it. A point you made to me at some length. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this is Dick Morris with the show sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group with Doug DePiro is my audience and <laughs> chief critic. COVID guy. Yeah. Get the frig out of here. So the first thing they're going to do is bring back COVID and say this is a disaster and Trump is taking it too lightly and so on. But the answer to that, first of all, is that the measures they advocate of social distancing and mask wearing and so on are largely ineffective and that the problem is confined to people who are vulnerable and they need to watch their step. But there's no reason to shut the country down because of that. And secondly, we have to take the opportunity to realize where this all came from. This crisis, this pandemic, and if it's renewed as a pandemic, started and was originated by China, that deliberately embarked on a path of research where they took ordinary viruses and figured out how to make them more deadly and how to make them more easily transmissible to humans. And they have not been punished for that. They've not been held accountable. Biden won't criticize them at all. Uh, been, they have not permitted their labs to be inspected. They've not permitted their employees to be interviewed. And we need to take action against China. We need to stop them from releasing these pathogens into our atmosphere and to go ahead and kill our people. So basically we need Trump back in office is what you're saying. Yeah, and we need sanctions on China. We need reparations. He's not going to do that. We need trade barriers. Biden, erected. that is. No, but Trump certainly Yeah, is. right. I mean, Biden Trump certainly is. Absolutely. Uh, and as to the other thing, the uh, indictments and the, and the uh, charges against Trump, I think we're coming to realize how phony they are. And I think you mean the public, the public. Uh -huh. Yeah, sure. And I think that as those two shots, the covid and the indictments on which the Democrats vested all of their hopes turn out to be blanks, turn out not to be real effective bullets. Mm -hmm. Biden doesn't know what to do. He's in free fall in the polls. Trump told me last night that there's a poll that shows him five to seven points ahead of Biden. I haven't seen it yet, but. It certainly is the way stuff is trending. He's losing blacks. He's uh, Biden's losing blacks. Biden's losing blacks. Uh -huh, uh -huh. He's losing Latinos. Uh, Trump is up to a consensus of 20% of the black vote. Wow. Uh, and uh, in the election of 2020, uh, he won 13% uh, of the black vote, 12%. So he's already at 20. It's amazing. And among Latinos, uh, where he was historically in the low 30s, he's now uh, at, at 40, with a very good chance of actually carrying Latinos. And this is all because the Democratic strategy was based on the indictments on the one hand and COVID coming back on the other. And uh, the indictments happen, but and COVID's coming back, but it doesn't have the effect that everybody says it's going to have. Well, they're watering down everything, indictments and this and that. But people don't care anymore. I'm sick of hearing it. Let's go to Russ in White Plains. Hey, Russ. Hi, Russ. Oh, hi, Dick. I was watching your uh, former classmate, Jerry Nadler, totally tone deaf <laughs> and out of touch until yeah. I yelled out, Hey, Jerry, Dick Morris would be ashamed of you, and he looked like he was going to cry. It was so ah. sad. <laughs> Did oh, he really? <laughs> yeah, Where was, was he? Was in Manhattan? Bad. Yeah, it was over at the Roosevelt Hotel. You know, he was getting heckled over there. We were over there Oh, heckling. yeah, right, right, with uh, yeah. AOC and... Yeah, well, that's good. AOC, I don't, yeah. even, I don't even talk to her. She's a what, mess. Weren't they both getting heckled at the same thing? Yeah, they were. Jerry was my roommate in college. 
Uh, we were classmates at Stuyvesant High School, and right. we worked on the debating team together. And we set up a political machine, and he and I were the with the head of it, and Dick Gottfried, who just retired from the state assembly. What were you called, the West End Kids? Or West Side so, Kids. West Side yeah. Kids. And uh, Jerry and I worked very closely together. I ran his first campaign for Stuyvesant High School president, for <laughs> so district funny. leader in Manhattan, and for state assembly in So New you York. started, you got so and, funny. Uh, really began, we began our careers together. And you never went out, you were never social, you just... Dealt with well, nobody that. ever socialized with Jerry. He he spent his whole life uh, in policy, in politics. Right, right, right. There was no social to have. Uh, the worst we did was sometimes go to Riverside Park and have a catch. <laughs> Let me oh. tell you, he has a mean fastball. Or isn't there a plaque or something there yeah, for right. you or something? Um, <laughs> but Russ of White Plains asked an interesting question. How many voters have switched from Democrat to Republican? And uh, you have large numbers of people who are saying that, in particular people who voted for Biden in 2020 and now are switching to Trump. The last poll I've seen says that 13% of the people who voted for Biden in 2020 are now voting for Trump. And only 4% of the ones who voted for Trump are now switching and voting for Biden. So we're getting the independent vote, but more importantly, we're getting the crossover vote. And I think that's very important. You know, what I want to ask you, Dick, um, you said earlier the black vote, 20%. Hispanic vote, did you say 40? 40, yeah. But what's the percentage overall? With the, what's the percentage of blacks in the United States? So that 20% becomes what percent Twe of the vote? 12% of the vote is cast by blacks. Wow. So it's a significant number nationally. Right. Uh, and every point we do comes right off of what the Democrats And what about the Hispanic? There's 40%? No, what Hispanics are about... Uh, depending on how many vote, or about 15% of the of the vote. That's pretty good. And and could go as high as 20 in, in a good year. Wow. So you're telling 25 to 30? Yeah. Wow. Could, For both. Could be, could be huge. Amazing. Um, there was a Rasmussen poll that came out where they asked people in the U.S., are, we, are you afraid, are you concerned that we're about to become a police state? And uh, the results were shocking. 72% of all Americans said, yeah, I'm concerned about that. And 45% uh, said, I'm very concerned about that. But what was interesting was that of the voters who were concerned about it, 48% the Democrats said the Democrats were responsible, and only 41% rep said Republicans. And independents blamed Democrats over Republicans for the drift toward a police state, by 43 to 35. And even 28% of Democrats say that because of the policies of their own party, we're moving toward a police state. Well, we have someone online, uh, Dick, that we both know. Phil from Yonkers, one of the greatest oh, yeah, bass Phil. players you're yeah. ever going to hear about. Hey, Phil, good to, good to be to call in. Been trying to get you to call in for a while. Okay, Hi. great. Hey, uh, good afternoon, Dick. Always an honor, Doug. Great to Yo, hear from my you. Buddy. Glad you're How feeling you better. Good. Yeah. So what's so, up? What do you got? Unfortunately, I'm not. I'm not. Well, what we got is a, a real, a real travesty of affairs. Uh, last Friday, at a daycare center uh, located on Kingsbridge Road in the Bronx, the Davino Nino Daycare Center, which just opened in May of 2023, four young children were exposed to fentanyl 
One of them lethally, a one-year-old by the name of Nicholas Dominici, lost his life to the overdose. I read about that. Uh, My God. Yeah, it's it's really horrible. What happened was the kids were put down for their nap at 1 o'clock after lunch. And when one of the workers went to wake them at 2.30, all of the children were unresponsive. They were pale. They were clammy. Their oh, respiration was low. The woman, sick. the woman panicked, and she called 911. The first responders recognized those symptoms and immediately administered the opiate antagonist naltrexone. It was effective on an eight-year-old girl and the two two-year-old boys. However, Nicholas had ingested too much of the drug, and he was pronounced dead at the hospital. He was not this able was to daycare? be revived. This was a daycare center, you yeah. said? This is a daycare center, and they had just passed a surprise inspection on September 6th, oh nine God. days before the event. So the place got a clean bill of health. So a warrant was immediately issued, and the investigation went full force right away. What wasn't immediately found, but was found a day later, was a trap door in the floor of the main area of the daycare center. And underneath the the trap door, they found 10 kilos of fentanyl, what they believe to be fentanyl. Fentanyl is a very volatile drug. I'm getting depressed. if you get it on your skin, you you can overdose just by touching really? it, breathing it in. Yes, it's a very uh-huh. volatile drug. It was it was developed by Dr. Paul uh, Jansen in 1959 and approved in 1960 as an intravenous anesthetic and for use on large animals. Right, and we gotta go so We're talking about God, elephants. This is amazing. We gotta go. That was amazing. You know, it's, let me just inject the political Thank context you. here. Fentanyl is entirely composed of ingredients made in China and assembled in Mexico and shipped to the United States. It's a total chemical uh, drug? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... fabricated by uh-huh. ingredients that are Chinese. Uh-huh. And, uh, the, and when, uh, when there were large numbers, when quaaludes were prominent in the United States, a bunch of Republican senators went to Bush I was president and said we have to be aggressive about stopping China from shipping uh, quaaludes into the U.S. And a senator from Florida, who was my client, Paula Hawkins, went to Beijing and warned them that this would cause huge anti-Chinese backlash. And China shut down the plants that were making fentanyl, making quaaludes. And it largely disappeared from the streets in the United States. It's come back a little bit, but it, it was a huge triumph. And we need to do the same thing with fentanyl. Uh, 100,000 kids died from overdoses of fentanyl this year. Uh, How many? 100,000. Oh it was and the leading cause of death among minors uh, in, in the U.S. In one year, you just in said? one year. Oh, my God. That's right. 100,000 deaths. And uh, it's coming in from Mexico, and it's made in China. And if Biden wanted to crack down on this, he could. Uh, He could stop the Mexicans from making it, and he could stop the Chinese from making the ingredients. And stop the Mexicans from letting it in to our board. Well, from putting it together. Oh, they put it together. Oh, I see. They they take the ingredients and make it into a drug. And uh, you saw Trump's leverage over the Mexicans. When sure. he required Mexican troops to man the border. Sure. 
and we could do that here and now, but we won't uh, because Biden is just too out of it and just too, too weak. intimidated to do it. Let's go to John in New Jersey. Hey, John. Uh, Dick, uh, this is a very important. I hope it, it, Trump is going to win. I know that. But I want to get this information to Trump if possible. I've been trying. I haven't succeeded as yet to get to the right person. What do you got? Um, I thought of something that would help him. This is what I'm thinking that he, not right now, but closer to the election. There could be only one. Trump 2025. Now, why 2025? Because if you add up 2025, which will equal from uh, his previous, uh, where he was president 45, right? That will add up to the next election. And that is um, 45. Not, not quite sure I follow you, but thanks very much for calling. I appreciate it. Let's go to Chris in Manhattan. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning, Dick. How are you? Good. So this week on the Katz Matini show, Katz at Night, uh, Senator Alphonse D'Amato recommended that um, Kevin McCarthy insist upon the border being closed in his current round of debt ceiling talks um, in the government. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a very good idea. The problem that McCarthy has is that there is no single rallying cry to have. He says, let's cut spending. Okay, that's fine. But And then he has a mathematical formula about how to reduce it. That's fine. But you need a rallying cry. You need a position that people can invest in. Just telling them that we want to adopt Plan A or Plan B and deficit reduction isn't going to hack it. And DeMarlo's idea is, I think, a very, very good one. Go to a break now. When we come back, we'll talk about the latest efforts of Huawei to elude government sanctions and spread the police state around the world. Steve Forbes warns that a big financial crisis is coming. The CEO of Wells Fargo warns the worst is yet to come for Americans. Meanwhile, the Fed raised rates again with the biggest single rate hike in four decades. And all of the positive jobs reports for 2023 were just revised downwards. Less jobs than originally reported. So much for Build Back Better. Call the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Mention WABC and you'll get best-in-class service from Patriots Protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no fee for life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may be eligible for the no fee for life IRA on qualifying rollovers. Call 888-594-7855 for a free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer six years in a row. Call 888-594-7855. That's 888-594-7855. New York Attorney. Have you or a loved one been denied Medicaid to pay for home care or nursing home care services? Don't let local Medicaid offices or nursing homes bully you. 
Call Hobson Williams PC. We can reduce Medicaid claims to pennies on the dollar. We specialize in guardianship services, Medicaid counseling, real estate, family law, and more. Call us at 1-866-825, the number one LAW. That's 1-866-825, the number one LAW. Or find us online at businessandelderlaw.com. Call 866-825, the number one LAW. Hobson Williams Law Firm, one client at a time. New York Attorney. This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. I'm stuck on the side of Doug DePiro. Oh, boy. He's my, uh, my classmate here on the radio. You poor thing. And uh, we're sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. China does not need to invade another country or establish bases around the world to achieve global control. The Chinese strategy, which I outline in a book that's coming out next week, uh, The Hidden Money of the Biden Crime Family, is to implant software in all of our telephones through the 5G system that permits them to monitor what we're doing and what what we're using on internet for, and the phone will is something they can monitor through the firm of Huawei H U A W E I, which produces the phone that relies on U.S. technology. Uh, it reuses a made in China seven nanometer chip uh, that is based on U.S. technology, and we are giving the Chinese the method to monitor what all of us are doing and what's going on. Now, there are 2,400 major companies in the United States that are controlled by the Chinese government. Uh, Smithfield Hams, for example, um, it, AMC theaters, you know, movie theaters. Yes. Uh, a whole variety of industries that are controlled by the Chinese. They have a majority of the board. And I can see the day coming when the chips that Huawei puts on our phones tells the Chinese government that we have been naughty and we have spoken against China. Very conspiratorial. And we've accessed uh, websites, we've uh, downloaded information, and that we are not friends of China. And it would be very simple for them to tell the management of these companies, which they control, to deny us promotions, deny us raises, and put us to the same garbage that the government is putting us to. Oh my God! In ter- terms of thought control, this never would happen if if Trump was, you know. Now Republican lawmakers are pressing the Biden administration to completely cut off Huawei Technologies Company and Semiconductor Manufacturing International Corp from their American suppliers after Huawei launched a new phone using highly advanced technology that the U.S. has been trying to keep out of Chinese hands. Huawei and SMIC, the Chinese company that produced the chip, are both already already subject to partial U.S. sanctions. But the Republicans want to escalate restrictions to full sanctions on these companies. Now, Donald Trump had the head of Huawei arrested in Canada, and she was in prison for a year. The charge was violating the sanctions against Iran. 
And then as soon as Biden came in, one of the early things he did was to let her out of jail. She was the uh, she was the operational head of Huawei, and coincidentally, the daughter of the founder of the company. Did Did Biden mention why he was doing that, or he just did just, it and, just did and walked away? Sorry, it. don't ask. And uh, there's never been an accounting for that. Unbelievable. And let her literally go. So these two companies pose a tremendous threat to the United States, and yet there's been absolutely nothing done about reining them in and stopping them. Um, the Commerce Department stayed silent on whether Semitech is violating U.S. sanctions uh, as, they as they investigate the new chip. The department didn't respond to requests for comments. And Huawei and SMIC are already blacklisted by the U.S., meaning that American suppliers and others need to obtain special trade licenses to ship to both firms. The companies are also among the targets of export controls announced last year that aim to block Chinese semiconductor production from advancing beyond the 14-nanometer chip that's about eight years behind the most cutting-edge technology. But the Republican lawmakers say that there, we should deny any new licenses to the firm and that we need to ratchet up the sanctions right. so that Huawei is not able to do this. And what the Chinese are doing is they're giving out money in their Belt and Road Initiative, that basically is Chinese foreign loans, and saying that we'll give you these, but we want you to use Huawei technology in your phones. Hmm. Now, the U.S. doesn't use it. Britain doesn't use it. But most of the other countries in the world are increasingly using it. And giving them the capacity to monitor what we're doing and to uh, report each of us as violators of the Chinese Conduct Code is dangerous and very important. You know, I, I sat with General Flynn a while back, and he said if Trump doesn't get elected, re-elected, this could be over. You know, if, uh, we'll never get the ball back. Yeah, well, he made a great point. He said if they win this election, we'll never get the ball back, <laughs> which means there won't be a game anymore. Right. They'll have won. Yeah. Uh, Richard on Long Island has some thoughts about the gag order on Trump. Yes, sir. I, I was wondering, Dick, I haven't heard anything about it later, uh, recently, and what's the status of that? I know they're trying to put him in jail, but is there anything he can do to protect himself? Yeah. They, the judge has not imposed a gag order yet. Uh, the prosecution has asked him to, asked her to, and it's currently before the judge. I believe that the entire indictment of Donald Trump and the entire process is designed to impose a gag order on him, make him violate the gag order by increasing the outrageous conduct. Oh, and then when he violates the gag order, lock him up in prison so he can't campaign for president on the grounds that he violated the gag order. Nobody seems to be saying that you can't impose a gag order on, the, on a former president or a leading presidential candidate uh, because you're, it, it completely subverts the concept of free election. I mean, there's no precedent to this because it's never no. happened. No, there's none. So, and the idea that this case is so important and, the, and maintaining the confidentiality of the system is so important that Trump is not permitted to speak out when his rights are being abused, his lawyer is being indicted and, can, and convicted. I was just about and, to bring that up. And, everybody, and the government is using its full resources to try to keep him off the ballot and that he's not allowed to talk about it. That is unbelievable. And the great Rudy Giuliani 
what they've done to him is horrible. Let me just horrible. I hope that all of you are going to, are going to have written checks to fund Rudy. Rudy no, Rudy Fund. Rudy Fund. Com. R u d y f u n d. dot com. Uh, I've given a thousand, and I'm going to give some more. Me too. And uh, we need to we need to contribute to that. The greatest uh, mayor ever New York has had. He cleaned up and, New York like nobody. And our greatest fighter for liberty right now. Love that guy. And he gave, gave us a great restaurant to go to the other day. <laughs> yeah, <he did. laughs> Thanks, Rudy. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Scotto. Scotto. Uh, Scotto yeah. or Fresco Scotto by Scotto. Fresco. It's actually Roseanne Scotto's uh, sister. I it was think. Really good. Great. Yeah, it was great. Thanks, Rudy. Uh, Met George some nice girls Rutland there. <laughs> Hi, George. Hi, guys. Okay, quickly. Okay, so I believe that the Democrat Democratic Party here, under the Green Agenda, are supporting slavery outside of the country. And you actually touched it it's in Africa, in China. And I like to point further that the that the minority leader to the Democrat in the congressional is a black man, okay? And he supports it. And then let's not forget AOC, which that was her agenda, green agenda. Uh, so they're both George, supporting I, slavery. I really agree with what you're saying. And let me Thank just you. amplify because we only have a minute left. Thank you, George. Uh, the leading component of much of the uh, much of the high-tech environmental equipment we have is lithium. And it's mined uh, in the Congo, and it's being mined by children, underage children who are working as slaves in slave labor conditions. And there's no protest about it. Nobody's going crazy about it. Nobody's trying to boycott anything. Mm. And this is continuing. This is continuing, and it's it's the ultimate example of slavery coming back. And. Uh, We'll talk about that a little more when my book comes out next week. What China is doing is using the loans it's giving countries to enforce them to, them to enslave 